0: This audio is brought to you by Business Radio, powered by Wharton.
1: From the campus of the University of Pennsylvania Wharton School, during Reunion Weekend, celebrating past alumni and their accomplishments, and offering the opportunity for past graduates to cultivate connections and learn from renowned Wharton faculty, this is
0: a special presentation of Knowledge at Wharton. Here's your host, Dan Loney.
1: And hi, everybody, and welcome to our Reunion Radio special here on Sirius XM 111, business radio powered by the Wharton School. Great to be with you. Our first Wharton alum joining us today is a unique combination of work skills. He is the founder of a company called Healerology, which looks to help people improve their mindset or, as their website says, working together to heal the spiritual, emotional, and physical. But he is also a program manager with the U.S. Department of Homeland Security in Washington, Washington D.C. Dominic Petty is a 1998 Wharton grad, back on campus for, as part of the alumni weekend and graduation weekend. Nice meeting you. Welcome back to to campus. Thank you. Good morning. So as you were saying to me beforehand, this building, when you were graduating back in the late 90s, was a, a relatively new idea at that point.
0: It, it was a new idea. I'm not quite sure if I saw the ground being broken, but um, we we were somewhere over there, and I'm motioning to some building behind you, right. and we shared it with the the undergrads, um, which I didn't know at the time, but we were not supposed to appreciate that. But so we would go back and forth between the buildings. Uh, you know, at lunchtime we'd pass each other, and so a lot of lot of crowding. Yeah, and um, and then magically, after I graduated, right. we graduated. <laughs> this this magnificent building yeah. uh came up and you know i've only been it i've been in it a
1: couple times right i've yet to really explore it but it just seems marvelous so what in your mind did the experience here at wharton give you that you have seen play out over the 20 years since you were here i'd say ultimately really good friends okay
0: really good connections i will say uh, along the way there's uh, definitely been some name cachet. Uh, it's It's been great in interviews. It's been great for uh, talking to employers. Right. Great cocktail conversation. Um, but the thing that I, I have enjoyed most has been the lasting friendships I've had from that. And I would also say seeing a different perspective that people had. My undergraduate was at, at Stanford, right. and, and I did industrial engineering there. And um, it was just just an amazing Group connection with people, West Coast type atmosphere, sure. and, I, and I come out here and I get the whole experience of the East Coast. Right. Um, people who knew from birth that they're going to work on Wall Street, right. and then you know I came from the Midwest. You know I should have been more informed when I started, but right. you know, people are going to private equity. What's yep. that? Yeah, and so. Um I really enjoyed the diversity of ideas here and definitely the, the international flair of it. I, I got to know a, a good number of people in the Lauder program. Sure. And yeah. they've been truly inspirational in terms of the the, the number of languages that, that they know, um, their willingness to like, work and be any place in the world. So I, I just enjoy having that type of energy in my life.
1: Well, and, and I think that's one of the, the benefits uh, of Wharton is the fact that you can be in the business world for 10 years, 15 years, whatever that – that number may be, and you can still have that connection back to the school and the different elements within the school, because seemingly, and and you're an example of it, you go and get an engineering degree undergrad, and now you're working in various other fields, which may not have necessarily been what you were focusing on in college, but obviously the resources here at Wharton still benefit you to a degree.
0: Oh, absolutely, absolutely. So uh, c- currently, I'm I'm in Miami, yeah. And uh, one of my good friends from Wharton, uh, Juan Luis, uh, he uh, knows everyone. The, the the prototypical Malcolm Gladwell connector, right. And so when I say he knows everyone, I mean everyone. He's more like a, a two degrees of Kevin Bacon, right, right. Um, but we've been just good friends since Wharton. So we've gone on, on trips together. Um, He's invited me to various of his activities. He and I were in New York. Well, he and I were in San Francisco for a while. Sure. Yeah. And then we were in New York for a while. And somehow we're in Miami now (laughs) together. Um, So that's been fantastic. And on the, the career side. You know maybe it'll come together in in this conversation i I will finally figure out what I've been doing <laughs> in terms of piecing all this stuff together but it's it's been it's been really
1: enjoyable for so sure it it's interesting because I was saying you have a, a a kind of a diverse business background right now in that you're working as a program manager at Department of homeland security, and as you were describing it to me uh you are basically training the people at the management side of d h s for a wide range of the other entities that are kind of under that umbrella, but you also are the founder of this company, Healerology, which is you know very much different, a different focus than probably what you're doing at DHS.
0: Yeah, it it, it is. Uh, I will say, Healerology, it's it, it in my head, it's the next step. It's it's pushing further in terms of the de- development side. So at at, at DHS, I'm working in the training center yeah well the training center for headquarters so that's all about leadership development that's all about you know making sure that you're a better leader you understand the difference between a leader a manager a supervisor it's yeah. that type of thing you're learning more to connect with people maybe you're getting better at time management right. productivity type things project management um and we have a variety of assessments that we give uh there's a myers-briggs there's there's a disc assessment uh, there's a strength finder. So all of these are, are, are to help a person know themselves better and right, right. um, all very valuable. In my observation, though, the way to truly get the self-development going, to be that better self that you want to be, to be that, that best leader, it's the inner work that you have to address. Right. It's really going into the parts of yourself that uh, maybe are not working. Maybe that you don't like as much. Maybe that you, you try to hide from, from everybody. Um, and that's really more what the heliology side is, of things are. So I get to see it as a uh, continuum. And if people really get turned on, say, by what they're discovering from themselves uh, on, on the leadership development side, um, they, the the journey continues right. there's this whole infiniteness of the universe when you look outside of yourself you look into the stars you see billions of stars and universes and galaxies and it goes on and on but that same infiniteness is within each of us and that's something i really enjoy helping people discover that that inside at the very least getting awareness of that yeah. many people i encounter they um they kind of think i'm 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 just meat and, you know, I I got some intelligence, I do some stuff, and then it's over. Yeah. And all I say, well, have you considered this perspective? I, I don't have any truth right. to give to people, but I do have perspectives to share with them and, and, and discussions to have.
1: But it feels like now that that more and more people are at least willing to discuss, as you kind of laid out, that other path, that other idea. Did you look at it from this perspective? And whether or not it's kind of the dynamic that we are in in this country right now with all the different things happening, but it, it does feel like that that people realize that there may not just be one explanation for something. There may be two or three or one path that you go. There's two or three. And I, I think that what that does is it makes the potential of this country and the society more dynamic. And I think we can benefit for, from it in the future. Oh, Definitely. Definitely.
0: I I, I look at uh, or, or take what you said as essentially expanding people's box. Sure, and, yeah. Um, one perspective I would share with people is just consider yourself unlimited. There's nothing that you can't do. The only limitation that you have is the limitation you tell yourself. Right. And a lot of times people pick up these limitations when they're growing up. They will hear... Uh, You know, a parent say, like, you know, you can't do that. You're not fast enough. You're not quick enough. You're too slow. You're not smart enough. Um, They may have a sibling. There'll be some significant event or more events, and they'll really hang a lot of their beliefs on that. Right. And at a certain point, maybe the parent or the sibling or the teacher was was the jailer or the one that had the constraint on that. But then what people do is they become their their own jailers. And they say, this is the box I live in, and this is the box that I I have to stay in. And so. Um my, my effort is to really raise the consciousness of people as quickly as possible. Yeah. And I can do that on an individual basis. If, if more people than, than one or two want to sit in front of me, I would do that as well. But raising consciousness, um, I would say it's just taking on more perspectives. Take, take on as many perspectives as you can yeah. and assume none of them are true and perhaps consider that all of them are true. Right. Everything. It's very, it's very malleable in terms of what we believe. And I think Henry Ford even had this quote. Um, I'll, I'll butcher it, but something equivalent to: "If a man believes he can do something, he can. And if a man believes he cannot do something, he's right as well." And so you yeah. have to really uh, diligently police, monitor your self-talk. And every time you identify something and says, "Well, I can't." or I'm not able to, yeah. um, in a very non-judging, a very self-loving way, just explore that. You know, Maybe go back to and say, well, when did that happen? Right. Why, why? When did I pick up that belief? And to expand it to what you mentioned for, for the country at large, if everyone is doing that individually, then their interactions with other people become better because all judgment—and I think that's maybe where I'll take— a bit of what you said in that direction, I don't know if you meant, but a lot of judgment that people have for each other, ultimately, all judgment is self-judgment.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: So the only yeah. thing that, that you're finding fault with in someone is something that you don't like within yourself.
1: Correct, right. So, so yep. instead of saying, I don't like myself, just figure out, hey, what's what's going on here? But there's also an element to this, and not necessarily the culture of, of the country, but also just what we see as kind of the dynamics that we deal with on a day-to-day basis – whether it be pressures that you have in the workplace or the fact that seemingly we are connected by our smartphones twenty four seven, three sixty five, 365, either to our friends, to our work, whatever. And we don't have the same type of communication uh, – I don't want to say skills, but the communication paths that we had 25, 30 years ago when – You sent a letter to somebody instead of texting them or you actually called them on the phone instead of texting them. And I think that's also ramped up a lot of the pressure, which I think then kind of comes back and plays back into what you're doing with healerology about just understand yourself better so that your days can be better. You can get along with people better.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, there's so many paths to, to go down this, you know, call it what you will. Raising your consciousness, becoming more comfortable with yourself, a spiritual exploration. I'm not wed to to any type phrase, but um, all the technology you mentioned, I love it. Yeah, You know, grew up with all the video games, you know, had an Apple computer. Um, I I love all the connectedness type stuff. Um, It's interesting, though. Like when Facebook first came out, like I I looked at it and it's a very personal viewpoint. And I said, wow, that's brilliant. This is awesome. I'm not going to touch it. <laughs> right. Because yeah. I, I saw this as kind of a lure, a trap for people to just spend <laughs> a lot of, of time on it. And this is um, kind of what I've seen. Now, it's my particular lens. So it's not yeah, any yeah. more true than someone says, well, you know, this is a great tool for me because of why. But um, I would say use a technology, but then do the other stuff and have a conversation with someone. Yeah. When you talk to someone, put your phone down, put it out of sight. Turn the alerts off. Yeah. Look them in the eye. Really try to connect with them while you're, you're, you're speaking with them. Maybe try to like match their breathing or something like to deepen the, the connection while they're talking. Be silent. Right. Listen to them. Um, most people are are not being heard, and that's that's so funny. Yeah. It's like you know all this communication is going around, but one of the things that most people want so dearly is just to be listened to. Yeah. And so like that silence is is a powerful form of, of communication. So, you know, I mentioned that I'm in Miami just the the other week. I'm surprised I hadn't done it sooner. Um, I arranged to have some like minded people over for dinner. Right. And the premise was I said, you know, we just get to fill each other up with love and connection. Right. And it was one of the most beautiful nights I've had, beautiful events I've had in such a long time. So now that's going to become a monthly event, there you go. Yeah. and we are going to rotate it among different people's houses, um, and it's come together quite organically, but everyone felt that was fantastic. And in that evening, um, there's no television, and there was
1: just food. <laughs> Drop your smartphones at the front door. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah. One person came in. He's probably one of the most conscious people I know. I mean, I... I if I could only learn from, like, the, the feet of this man. I mean, like, every time we're in conversation, I would just yeah. say, stay on. He made sure before he walked in, he turned off his phone. Like, he just got it. Yeah, He says, yeah, I just—because I, I thought he didn't want it ringing or something. No, I, I want to turn it off. I, I want to be able to focus on everyone here. And it seems, uh, you know, magically everyone gathered there had done the same. Yeah. And, you know, it went—we started at 730, and then it was 2 in the morning, way too fast. And everyone was saying, like, "Oh wow, we should do this again." And so I would just offer that as one example yeah. that people can do. And the other thing is, um, so I would just call that community. Mm-hmm. I believe we need community. So create that for, for, for yourself if you don't have it. But the other thing, enjoy spending time with yourself. right? Spending time yeah. with yourself should be, as, as, as a framework, should be as equally good as spending time with other people. And if you can't spend time with yourself, you can't spend time with your thoughts, again, with non-judgment,
1: a complete self-love, try to discover why that's the case. Was there something that, that you saw either personally or something you saw kind of out there as to why you wanted to start Healerology in the first place?
0: It's my own curiosity. I, 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 I saw everything that I was doing at, at the, the training center. You know, for for Homeland security, and I saw the development going on, and I always felt something was was a bit missing. You know, as powerful as it is, because I've I've always been what I call like a self development junkie. Yeah. And so, you know, if if you name an assessment, I've taken it. Yeah. Um, mainly to see uh, what it says about myself, and you know, I, I'll agree with some of it. I won't agree with a lot of it type stuff, um, but I look for the recurring themes that come along. And so that has been what I call like a very healing path for myself. Right. Um it's allowed me to kind of just cool down a bit. You know, I, I remember like an earlier points in my life, um, people would be talking to me and I could feel myself getting angry. I could feel myself really judging the yeah. person in front of me. Yeah. And it it always kinda of troubled me. I say like, what are you doing? Like let let it go. Or like like why is this happening? Um so you know, the heology is essentially expansion of that curiosity, and and I'll tell you, once you go down this, let's say awakening process, you'll just see things that you can't explain, hmm. and so you know, again, you know, engineering degree from Stanford, so I'm all about figuring it out, the numbers, yeah, I,
1: I, A got, plus B has to equal C, exactly, right, it's right. Like it
0: it 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 must be logical, <laughs> right, exactly, and so what yeah. I what I kept encountering were things that uh, this does not make sense, yeah. And so, you know, I would meet people, and they would start telling me things about myself that they could not know. They just could not know. It's like from my background or something. They would tell me something that's currently going on in my life. Right. And so I would spend time talking to them, and I would see, like, well, how did this come about? And many of them, they had gone a completely different route. And so they were saying, well, you know, I always just knew that um, I there was more out there in the universe and you know divine consciousness was talking to me and I just go where spirit takes me and I'm like what are you
1: talking <laughs> <Right>. about? <laughs> um, so there are extremes in this. Yes. There's a way extreme on one side and then there's that extreme yeah. that's trying to find kind of the middle.
0: Yeah and so um, <laughs> I think what I'm good at is seeing patterns right, and connecting seemingly disparate elements our thoughts or perspectives together. So. Um, healology is more about people, I would say, are kind of at, at the other extreme. But what they're, they're loosely called are, are healers. Yeah. They work with people on, on a range of different things. And so a lot of people show up with uh, a physical maladies type thing. Yeah. But really, what it is, it's, it's a continuum of, of health. Your healthy state is where your general moment to moment way of being is right. you're peaceful, you're uh, content. Uh, you're joyful. You're you're thankful,
1: and I think I think to a degree there are times when people forget that the the health the word health when you think about it, as you say, there are people that will have all kinds of different ailments. They may get cured from that, but the the part after that is still part. Of the being healthy process, yes, yes,
0: and 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 I think
1: they forget it uh, in some cases.
0: Yeah, well, a lot of people they they miss it. They they don't get the they don't get the lesson. And so when 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 your body, you know, if you're depressed or you have anxiety, you get panic attacks. Are you running around with say some um, you know chronic type disease or or, or pain? um, uh, It's worth investigating. Um, what is your your, your your body telling you? Right. You know, at a core level, because what you're experiencing are symptoms, but what's at the root of that? And so there's this wonderful doctor. Unfortunately, he's passed, um, oh, I'm blanking on the name. See what 20 years does. But um, he, he wrote, I think, Healing Back Pain. Okay. Um, and his doctor, oh, here it is, John Sarnow. Okay. Um, I was just gonna look it up for you on the <laughs> internet. Or, but no, go ahead. It's a technology connection. Exactly. Uh, and he, in his experience, so you know, he came also from a more logical type of thing, and he did a lot of pain management. And at the end of the day, he realized, you know, I've seen a 1,000 patients or more, and I'm pretty much the equivalent of a witch doctor. <laughs> I don't really know what's working. Some things work for some people. Some things don't work for people. But he started to see patterns himself, and he saw type A personalities, people that were very hard on themselves, right. people who um, had difficult relationships with their parents, people that always had to do things for other people, yeah. people-pleasers type things. Um, they were like a large group of his population coming through the door and saying, I'm an excruciating debilitating back pain. So he approached it from a different way. He approached it from helping them understand that there is a relationship between their inner thoughts and maybe things in, in their subconscious that yeah. they're not aware of yeah. that are affecting their physiology. And his, his discovery was for a lot of these people um, he said, you have a lot of rage, a lot of unrecognized rage. In your subconscious, you are seething because you are not taking care of your own needs. And so through the process, um, he was able to help a lot of these people cure them simply through having a conversation with them. And they get awareness. And there was another group of people that didn't help. And then he would uh, take them through a series of lectures, and and that would help the, the other people. And the, and the most people and the people that were that didn't have help at that point, they went to a, a cognitive behavioral therapy. Uh-huh. But and I don't quite know what he did. But he wrote a prescription. He said, take this to the the therapist, the, yeah. the uh, psychologist, and and have him or her like do this with you. And this took care of most of it. So he wrote, uh, I think the uh, the mind body connection. S- several books, um, but but that's kind of the root of the healology, and so it's it's great to treat people's physical symptoms, I and mean, we all want relief. But at the heart of it, it's almost kind of the same as like pharmaceuticals, okay? Because we're still treating symptoms, right? But what really right. appeals to me about the healerology side of things is there is opportunity to go deeper because that's at the root of it all. And so when anyone talks to me. Um, about whatever they're 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 experiencing, um, I, I'm it just I just light up because it is like they presented me with with a puzzle because I'm yeah. saying what's 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 behind that and I'll tell you just this week I was talking to a woman and um, you know it was our first conversation and I said so if if you could have anything that you want right out of out of this conversation you know we have about an hour. What would that outcome be? And she says, "I want to stop binge eating, and I want to stop being hard on myself about my body image type right, stuff." Right. Right. And um, I was just getting some text for, from her this morning, and and I've got some earlier this week. She says, "I don't know what's going on. I've stopped binge eating. I can just eat a regular amount, yeah. and it's it's um it's fascinating." I'm, my mom, who I'm living with, I'm living with my parents. You know, we're we're always at each other's throats. Now we're having conversations, and, like, I don't get angry with her at all, um, and I'm getting, like, the best sleep ever. And so, hmm. you know, the thing is, you know, I still have to ask my, myself, like, well, have have I done anything? Right, right. <laughs> really? Because a- a- in one way, we just had a conversation, um, and I brought certain perspectives to her. Yeah. But then being on this path of healology type stuff, I'm, I'm also applying techniques from these other healers that yeah. I'm still trying to see – well, this is not logical. It doesn't make sense or anything else.
1: But at the end of the day, it's it's working. But in, and that leads to something. And you're not necessarily, I think, thinking this as you're doing this because you said you're having a conversation. But in the case of the example you just give, the issues of binge eating and and, and uh, the concerns of you know, personal frame, body shape. and I mean, those are medical issues that we see from so many people these days that have, speaking of the grander scale of healthcare in general, have a significant economic component to what we see in healthcare to begin with. And to be able to try and take some different ways to be able to cure some of these, maybe not cure, but at least address some of these issues, you're also, again, not intentionally, but benefiting these people, but also we're... we're Creating a better healthcare and better level of health in general in this country.
0: I I, I, I love your vision, and and that's that's where where I'm I'm taking this. Um, I I want this really more to become an ideology because it, it's not really so much the one on one that needs to happen. It's like people need to internalize a certain mindset, yeah. a certain frame of just holding themselves, and like ultimately, all I can say to people for to have optimal health is just be yourself. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. And most people they're living as their non self. They're 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 living in their personality yeah. and they're living in their beliefs and perspectives that they, they, they adopted when they were like four or five. Yeah. And so really what you're experiencing for someone from someone is their their protective mechanism. They're the person that they're angry all the time, or they're the jokester, or right. they're the pleaser, or they're the they're the, the person who, who always has to make sure everyone else is, is okay. Right. But you know, if you are able to be yourself you're going to be at peace you're going to have uh, uh, many moments of, of of joy in your life you're going to have a deep connection to yourself and you're going to have deep connection with other people and right. so you know to the extent that that we um that that we can spread this that people can understand this and you know it takes repetition because sometimes yeah. you you can just hear <laughs> yeah. the message yeah. But on on the other side of things, from what I've seen, is that sometimes there's more focus techniques because I, I kind of consider it like a three-legged stool. You 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 have to um, you have to change your love model for yourself. Mm-hmm. So like when you say, I tell people you, you have to like love yourself, and I can tell you like nearly everyone I encounter like they, they're they're misinterpreting it. They say, "I am, of course, I'm loving myself. I'm doing that," and I am going to say, "Well, but you're not." And and but I don't put it in those terms because right. it's, it's way too direct. But but they're they're not. And 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 love is like the best nutrition ever. The right kind, right. unconditional love. We don't even have to put the modifier on it. You know, love is love. It's not unconditional or not. Um, the other thing is you will have things, uh, just kind of trapped in you. If you talk to massage therapists, many of them will say the issues are in the tissues. And so okay. you're walking around kind of with this, I'll just call it excess energy, yeah. the stuff that hasn't been flushed from your system. So most of the time what you see when things happen, you know, people get excited, then they become non-excited. Yeah. They get upset, then they become non-upset. Um, that's how things should work. But at a younger age, you can get overstimulated. And yeah. so you'll get excited, you'll get scared, you'll get sure. anxious, yeah. and it, it doesn't dissipate. And so you're, that's, you're still carrying that, that around with you. Um, so, you know, that has to, has to, has to leave. Um, and the, the other thing, and it, it comes further along, but there has to be this aspect of giving to other people, you know, the service type, type thing. Sure. And that's so important because that's a great way to get out of your own head <laughs> when, when you're yeah. actually concerned about the needs of others. But you yeah. come from a healthy place. So you want to you give with a full cup. And so that full cup is when you've taken care of yourself and you've, yeah. you've given yourself the self-love. Many people, they're trying to give from an empty cup. And so what's happening is they're doing, doing, doing things for people. And then they get, oh, I'm not being appreciated. You know <laughs> they, they don't understand everything I'm doing for them. And it's exhausting. Yeah. I'm so tired. It's like I can't keep this up.
1: And then when you feel from a, a fill from a full cup, it's inexhaustible. Does it worry you that that you're seeing that? not only in adults but at times in in, in children as well.
0: You know it's it's, it's interesting that you say that I typically just work with with adults. Right. And so um mainly everything I'm saying like I I it's the adult model. Yeah. But of course all this originated most of it originated when they were children. So right. when when I look at at children um you know it's there's a wonderful opportunity for for them to Experience things that they aren't experiencing today because you it's it's generational. You can see it as a continuum. So you know we look at this without judgment. But yeah. when you see like say cycles of abuse, someone who's abused when they're younger, they grow up and they become an abuser. Right. You know someone who has an alcoholic parent, they grow up and then they have problems with addiction or say alcohol. Um, so if you just look at there, there's a starting point to that. Yeah. And so. The way I think to address it with with children is to create a a um a program that helps them get more self awareness earlier yeah. because in, in with that awareness they can have some I think what resilience uh, to this, and I I must say, now that I mentioned it, so there's something else I'm involved in, but it's called Play in Peace. Okay, it's a nonprofit, but that is, um, you know, I'm I'm one of the contributors, but I'm I'm far from like one of the central uh, people. But Play in Peace, and in in Miami, Uh, in Miami, yeah, but it's it's available. In, in other places, so okay. so this the central gist of it is it offers uh, mindfulness programs sure. to yeah. children, yeah, and um, and it's free, and so if you're an organization that already has relationships with children, you know you're the Boy Scouts, you're you're the Y, you're you're like a school, you can use this play and piece information, there's five different modules, and you can use it with the, with the children, yeah. um, and that's a great way, so uh, mindfulness I'll bring up, because for a longest time, I didn't understand that, and right. so, you know, to the extent my help people hearing this, mindfulness is just, it's really just monitoring your thoughts, it's becoming more of a witness, more an, an observer yeah. to what you're thinking, so it, all your feelings are fantastic, enjoy them, sure. yeah, love yeah. them, um, but, you know, you should feel them, and then, and then they, should, they should go. And so if you're, let's say, angry all the time, it, mindfulness helps you understand, like, the source of that. And yeah. so, like, the, the sooner that children get those skills, the sooner that they'll be able to, say, get better resiliency. Yeah. They'll be able to self-regulate themselves more. And then when they experience things that are upsetting or frightening, and many things are at that age, then, then they will have the tools themselves to, to dissipate this right. energy.
1: Nice meeting you. Thank you for coming in. Enjoy your weekend here in Philadelphia. Oh, my pleasure. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, Dominic Petty uh, joining us as our first uh, Wharton alum, joining us here on our Reunion Radio special. We will take a break, continue with Reunion Radio in just a minute here on Sirius XM 111 Business Radio, powered by the Wharton School.
0: For more guest interviews, check out our Wharton Business Radio Highlights podcast on iTunes and Google Play.